This is Joan Breibart, Body Conversations, July 2022, episode 24, and I'm going to call this Four Fitness Facts to Fuel Your Workout. A lot of alliteration, but it's not my title. It's from a writer whose name is Melinda Wenner Moyer, and this was in the New York Times a few days ago. So, exercise has just been so oversold, no matter what anyone says, it can never, as everyone has found out, meet uh, the expectations people had for it. And as someone who's been exercising since the 60s, I began with Pilates, I'm still with Pilates, so I've tried everything else. And that was when, of course, there, there really wasn't an exercise industry. I've said this before, Weight Watchers started in 1963 and then people figured out that they could make money with exercise because it would torch those calories and everything really began with running. There were all these running books in the um, late 60s, early 70s. Last thing in the world people needed to do was go out and run. But, and we found that out now with all the uh, meniscus repairs and ACLU and knee replacements and hip replacements, which we'll be paying for forever. Um, recently, I was speaking with a man, tall, very tall, six, four or five, in his 60s, baby boomer. And he casually mentioned, casually mentioned that he had two hip replacements and two knee replacements which I am paying for, and so is everybody else in this country. I know he talked about it as if he'd had a root canal, but this is what the future is going to bring. But anyway, everyone is still hawking exercise as the salvation. And then um, they come up against the fact that we have uh, a situation, I guess it's 25% of the population exercises. I mean, no, they don't exercise, they over-exercise, over, over, over-exercise. So the federal guidelines recommend two and a half hours of moderate physical activity each week. And only 25% of the population meets that, and that's not a big demand. It's like 20 minutes a day, right? But what happens is that we have people that are, you know, exercising uh, two hours a day and ending up with uh, injuries that are costly. And then the rest of the population maybe dabbles or doesn't do anything. And that's not helping, uh, you know, our bodies at the moment. We have um, such an obesity crisis that talking about exercise has to be a very complicated and long conversation because if you're toting around 50 extra pounds on your frame, uh, you know, you have to be careful what you're going to do. You need it, but it's not just jumping jacks or running, right? So this article is interesting in that it goes into all kinds of, um, what can I say, uh, you know, sort of exceptions and ex and making it easier for everybody. Oh, you can do it, you can do it. Guess what? You can do only 10 minutes at a time. You don't have to do all 20 minutes, right? 
So there are all these compensations and making it, they're trying to make it like they did the BMI, so it's very permissive. And then of course you have to really, um, if it's the Times, the paper of record, you have to have all kinds of studies as if you can ever study a subject wellness where people do nothing but lie. Anyway, so of course we have to have the target heart rate, you know, calculate how you do it, you know, you subtract your age from 220, blah, 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 and on and on and on. Um, and then, of course, there's the uh, admonition that you're going to focus on overall health, not weight loss. And it's nice to say that, but that's not what anyone does. Sometimes I think they might as well just have a, a, a food dispenser on the treadmill. So after you see that you've torched 300 calories, you can get something to eat. But anyway, they show studies that people who exercised and exercised lost an average of only 3.5 pounds over six months, right? Because what do we know about exercise? It makes you hungry, you're tired, and in, and in fact, you're maybe really hurting if you have all this weight and you're doing it incorrectly. So then you have to compensate and reward yourself with food. But more than that, which is what no one wants to talk about, is it raises cortisol. And that is a problem because cortisol tells your brain that you need food, that you're hungry. You're not hungry, really, but your brain is telling you're hungry, so of course you're going to eat. And unless you have a parasitter and you do the, the breathing, the posterior lateral breathing on parasitter, it's not that easy to bring down your cortisol but we've pretty much proved that you can do it with this product. And of course it's effortless and enjoyable. So more and more people are doing it. <sighs> you know, there's so many other things that come out of this uh, about people and, you know, exercise. And I mean, one of the uh, things they're alluding to is this article they published, I guess it was seven years ago called the hunter gatherers workout. And uh, it was shocking for the New York Times readers. They, they, went, uh, they went berserk, really. The, the comments were crazy because it suggested what we all should have known, which if you keep exercising, the body figures out a way not to burn up the same number of calories, if it does in fact do that at, you know, as it's measured, that you did for uh, you know, 40 minutes and now you're doing for three hours because obviously the hunter-gatherers would have walked themselves into extinction. Anybody with a brain could have rationally figured that out. But before I got Pilates going, which I began in 1991 with the Institute for the Pilates Method, at the very end of the 80s, because people were so discouraged that their bodies were not responding to all this high intensity aerobic exercise, they were doing two hour classes, even two and a half hour. People were killing themselves. The more, the more, the more, the more, the better. Of course, what Pilates was, no one remembers it now, is less is more, which is the, the basic principle that made Pilates so different and why it was such a failure and why Joe died and he was miserable and broke and angry because no one really got it quality over quantity. Anyway, of 
course, now everyone has heard the name and can even pronounce it. I mean, in the beginning, the first 10 years, it was the Pilots, the Pilates, the Pilots, the whatever. But, and we have all of these varieties now. The Club Pilates is probably the biggest out there where it's really not Pilates or what Pilates called it, which was not Pilates, was Contrology. It's basically exercise on a reformer and not even that long. You're using every other piece of equipment in a gym. So whatever you do, it's within a context that most people don't really understand. And um, it's not hard for you to figure out what to do with your own body. When people who become certified, whether it's in yoga or Pilates or just fitness, they have to be able to analyze you know, all kinds of bodies and come up with programs. So that's a big job, but you can work with a trainer a couple of times, whether it's Pilates or just, I mean, I wouldn't want to say just because many of them are really good. An ACSM person is really good. And they can tell you about your particular body and then you can go take it anywhere, any gym, any health club, any class and know what you should be doing and what you should not be doing more importantly. The article figure uh, finishes up with this um, uh, issue of stretching. Stretching is optional. So this is really funny because stretching on Instagram is like the biggest topic and there are people pitching all these programs because I guess it's the last frontier and in the consumer's mind, they imagine if they can lift their leg up above their head or do a split, that they'll look like a dancer because they see that dancers do this. So therefore in their minds, if they can do it, then they will look and move like a dancer, which of course is absurd. And even more absurd is the fact that you could actually do exercise to get you to that um, extreme flexibility, which has nothing to do with muscles. It has to do with ligaments, right? And uh, hormones too. And um, starting to work that, if you were a dancer, you start working that when you're three or four. So again, it's just so easy to sell the American public on all kinds of things that don't really make sense and that they've tried and that they don't work. Now we're at a point where the obesity is so evident that we don't even really talk about it. I mean, no one talks about it. It's all wellness now and healthy and whatever. And you know, when someone writes an article like Douglas Murray did in the New York Post saying the US government uh, enabled uh, the deaths of 800,000 people from COVID and only a million died, right? And that was because of obesity. And of course, um, no one in America, unless they're morbidly obese, they can barely move 400 pounders, thinks that they're obese. They think they're big or a little overweight or whatever, because the government has suppressed this and um, they cannot come clean. I am very certain that Dr. Fauci knows that all the, the BMI numbers are incorrect. And uh, this uh, very permissive formula they came up with in 1985, which was 
it seemed like it was a good idea, it was innocent, but they never realized that today it would have been a disaster. Um, I assume they didn't realize it because they would never have done it. But, you know, this will come out because uh, first, COVID's not going away. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to get worse as people continue to live with their bodies with all this internalized fat and not pay attention to the only measure, which is waistline circumference. So I just wanted to comment on this article, you know, because, you know, since 1991, I've been uh, trying to get people to exercise effectively and sensibly and productively and happily and get them to feel it and to be concerned with um, how they, they move, not, you know, how many calories they torch. We're beginning to see that this product that I invented, TIE4 and TIE4X, it's the same product with two designs, people are starting to get it. And I think that's gonna make a big difference because yes, you can reduce the, uh, the exercising time tremendously if you have this product on your body and you have threaded through your body 30 pounds of resistance and assistance because then every movement is intensified or assisted, which is important. So you do it more correctly. And obviously when they're trying to tell people, oh, you can't do 20 minutes in a day, just grab five minutes or 10 minutes. Well, you have to prepare the body for exercise. So that doesn't really make too much sense. And then of course, you know, stretching, of course, they now said is uh, irrelevant. And we always knew in Pilates that this static kind of stretching wasn't appropriate and that it was really movement, you know, movement with the breath, maybe slow movement, but certainly not fast movement in the beginning that would get you in the right place so you could do more focused exercise. And I think some of that is happening now. And uh, it's just too bad that people who don't know anything or know very little get into an, an industry, which is now called wellness, was diet and exercise, and it was fitness and nutrition, right? You know, they get into this, and then the American public, which is so easily suckered, just goes along with whatever they read in these uh, magazines and uh, blogs and of course the newspapers and every, every it's covered all the time. And they, know, they don't think for themselves, they just go along with it. So they experiment with their own bodies and they only have one body, we, you know, we're not gonna get another one. So yeah, you can get a knee replacement, but that's not exactly easy. And you know, what does that mean? It means that people have damaged their bodies and they have to keep going with those bodies. And if that body is carrying another 50 pounds or, or let's say, let's make it simple now, a 35 inch waist, because that's what the World Health Organization says is obese, right? Um, in Japan, uh, 34 inches is, they call that the top and they have 
It's the only country, as I've said before, that was smart enough to go ahead with annual um, waistline measurement. But once you focus on that, it really becomes easy to start to lose because there's only one thing that'll work, which is reducing quantity. It has nothing to do with what and quality. Those are just things to enable you to eat more lower calorie foods. And just like over-exercising, it doesn't work. So every day there's a new article. And um, this week alone, I, I talked about the, uh, this book. You know, now, now the problem with exercise is that, um, and wellness, the problem with wellness is that it's only for white people. So obviously it can't be any good. And there are two books out about that. Everything gets into the PC blender and it really only confuses the public and the public needs to understand that they can make some improvements and they're not gonna be that hard and uh, it's not what the, the wellness world is telling you. So that's it for now.